tut, tut. It's time to see time. Tea time. All right, hello everyone. We're back for another tea time. Uh, today we are talking to Kelsey Sabo, a uh, Peace Corps volunteer from the West Nile region. And I know Kelsey, you, you write a blog and you have lots of wonderful stories uh, to share all the time. So we're very happy to have you here today to uh, share a particular story with us. Thanks, Mike. No problem. So this story is called the Doggy Bag. If you thought you had heard it all before, I just want to preface this story with an advisory. This one is bad. This one is really bad. If you have a light stomach, you're easily repulsed, or you think that I'm a respectable, dignified young lady, please stop listening now. Or if you're a guy with the mindset that women don't sweat, fart, or poop, really, really stop listening. I promised you all I would share my true Peace Corps experience, so here goes. Tuesday night, 8 p.m. I've returned from my run and the sun has just gone down over Arua town. Since I cannot seem to sleep in this godforsaken country, I recognize I will be awake for another seven to eight hours. As unpleasant as this is, it's even worse that I can't eat or drink either. Like, am I in prison? The bar across the street goes wild until about 6 a.m., sometimes later. And it's the worst rhythmic, like, pop remix music blaring as loud as their sound system will allow. Thankfully, they invested in a generator because the electricity is so shifty here that they're having problems infecting the town with noise. That, But that problem is no longer. Thus, drunk men wander through the vicinity any time after sundown until I venture to school in the morning. It's like I'm back in Oneonta, New York. I'm rather paranoid about these homies who are wandering around my pit latrine as I'm mid-squat, so I try not to go out there late at night. Timing my water intake has worked for the most part. We all know that I had a somewhat traumatizing experience with that night bucket situation during homestay, if you read my blog. So I'm trying not to resort to that. There's something about going to the bathroom into a bucket, letting it fester overnight, then emptying it in the morning. That just doesn't sit well with me. Then again, neither does this story. So just so you know, I invested in a night bucket after this happened. So I searched my house for fun activities activities to do to keep me amused while I can't sleep. I see my water filtration system sitting in the corner and decide that I that, that should keep me busy for at least 10 minutes. Game on. Peace Corps gave us these fancy water filtration systems two months ago before we headed to our site. By fancy, I mean it's two blue buckets with holes drilled into the side. There's a little tube thing that water drips through. And we only had a five-minute session on how to set them up, so I'm hoping for the best at this point. I cob-jobbed this contraption together because I'm so sick of buying water bottles and boiling water every day. Also, I'm realizing that our stipend doesn't really allow for such a luxury of buying fresh and clean cold water. Plus, the fact that Arua is equivalent to the Sahara Desert, and I drink enough water for an entire Iditarod dog team, that doesn't help, too. I filter my first bucket of water and decide to test it out. What's the worst that could happen, right? I sit and watch another episode of Modern Family, which I'm disgustingly addicted to. <laughs> I sip my free, dusty, room temperature water, feeling accomplished the way I imagine a handyman must feel. Somewhere between Phil getting a vasectomy and Haley getting arrested, it hits me. It hits me fast and unexpectedly, like a vicious mountain lion attacking a vulnerable baby deer. I am the deer. My stomach speaks to me in ways it has never spoken to me before. I have 60 seconds. 
I grab my keys and toilet paper and stand, my, stand by my door for a second, peering through the small crack and listening as if evaluating the safety. I weigh my options and realize that the only thing that could make this moment worse would be being attacked, harassed, or, well, anything else. I put the keys down. I have 50 seconds. This part of the story is the part I think back on with concern and pride. I don't remember any thought process behind my decision and for the course of what played out, it just did. I guess I knew there weren't any other options, but it weirds me out how okay with everything I was. I was calm, I laughed the whole time, and I wasn't surprised by any means. Shit, this is really Peace Corps. Haha, <laughs> shit, that's funny. You'll see. <laughs> I grab three plastic bags and start placing them inside each other. I grab one more for good fortune. They're all different sizes, so this task takes a long time, and time is of the essence at this point. 30 seconds. I open my door to the small closet washroom area that I have. Of course the electricity goes out somewhere between bag two and bag three, so now I'm carrying around the most unfortunate of flashlights. I set it down and clear and prep the area. Mind you, I'm squeezing and waddling around my house as I do this. Open the bag to allow for the largest surface area, per se. 20 seconds. I strip off my pants, etc., to make this easier, <laughs> easier, physically, not emotionally. Flashlight is ready. Steven's store across the street hasn't had toilet paper for 24 hours, so he gave me free newspaper instead. Free, so I'll take it. Plus, I got accustomed to the newspaper toilet paper the newspaper toilet paper very early on at homestay. Tonight, I'm not looking forward to it, but honestly, I don't have time to care. So, newspaper in hand, I position myself. Ten seconds. I'm going to censor this part for your sake. Let's just say I selectively blacked out. Zero seconds. The deed is done. My dignity is gone. I tie everything up and place it in the fifth bag, because you can never be too safe. I take a moment to really soak in the fact that there is a doggy bag of my own shit waiting to be released into my pit latrine in the morning, now sitting next to my front door right beside my new welcome mat. How ironic. The amount of bleach I used post-incident was definitely overkill, but I think it was subconsciously trying to bleach my memory. I probably don't need to mention this, but I will anyways. Approximately two hours after this, it hit again. My response time was impressive, and I feel like this night is not going to be the last time I ever have to do this. So I'll consider it a Peace Corps growing experience, an emotionally scarring, incredibly comical growing experience nonetheless. Welcome to Peace Corps. Thanks, Mike. Thank you, Kelsey. Wonderful, wonderful uh, account of something <laughs> that happens to the best of us in the Peace Corps.